I am not doing a Miss Piggy. You are out of luck. <laughs> Just tell him that right now. Boldly go where no party's gone. <laughs> Actually, where the party's gone two or three Many times. times. <laughs> yeah, I was about to say. Okay. I'm, I'm going to give the sorcerer a red shirt. You don't know much about dragons, do you? Mm -mm. I don't know. I've been melted by one twice. Okay. <laughs> I think I just threw up on my mouth a little. <laughs> okay, let's just go on. We're getting lost in the details. But I think we're, I think we're overthinking this now. Yeah. Never. Was that the fun of the game? Chapter 117. Back to the Heights. Okay. So the last episode was mostly shopping again. Uh, along with some court functions. And uh, you guys were able to return in triumph to Porta Magnum and give your uh, report to the Baron, who was very thankful for the great job you guys did in heading off the uh, impending war between you and Faramons. And then uh, you guys went and uh, provisioned up, went to the magic shop, which this time it went much better than last time. And uh, you guys got on the uh, ship Coeptus and started heading across the Mare. And uh, this one is kind of uh, the, the red-eye flight, I guess you'd call it. The, uh, for the poor folks in back, they just have to kind of crash wherever they can on the benches and, and around the, uh, the cabin. Uh, but uh, the uh, nice uh, expensive rooms up front gave you nice... Uh, comfy couches to lie on and, and get some sleep while you're waiting to arrive. And um, this is a totally different experience than your runs with Dania, uh, where hers was more the size of rather a pleasure yacht or something along those lines. This is actually a transport craft. Um, the thing is probably um, 60 feet long from nose to tail and probably holds about 20 people. And uh, like I said, it has some very nice cabins up front where you guys can uh, relax and then everything else uh, in back there. Bro. Boldly go where no party's gone. <laughs> Actually, where the party's gone two or three Many times. times. <laughs> I was about to say. Okay. I'm, I'm going to give the sorcerer a red shirt. There we go. Oh, yeah, definitely. Yes. Yeah, so then when he bleeds, it doesn't look like he's bleeding. <laughs> sure. So are we at... So, we just got so you guys uh, go to sleep that night and you... Um, get a nice in you know the this one is considerably more solid than uh donia's ship is and um so you you uh you know hardly even realize you're you're flying it's so solid so you guys are able to uh get a good night's sleep so all of your uh, hit dice are back all of your spell slots are back um is anybody still down at all or have you had enough time to nope. heal up that you've been able to uh i'm good you're good i'm all good too and um, you guys are, of course, going across the mare directly. So you, uh, um, you know, leave out with the fields of the Campo Magno on your left. And you can see all of the beautiful ripening grain there. And obviously the early wheat is already being uh, scythed and, and uh, hewed and, and carted into town. So there's actually some fields that are completely 
barren and stripped and, and are ready for winter following. And uh, other ones that are still growing uh, in our you know, beautiful golden. And uh, that continues on your left-hand side pretty much until it's too dark for you to see. And then you get a couple of, uh, you know, there's a few farmsteads, a few uh, other little enclaves between Campo Magna or between Excalbarum Calis and Porta Magnum in the Campo Magno. But it's pretty dark out there after that. And then, of course, below you and to the right, it's just completely black because you are over the shifting sands of the Mare Arenosum. And uh, the uh, ship just takes a direct line between the two. And somewhere in the night, you guys all get to sleep. And when you wake up again, uh, Excalbarium Colise is very close thing. in front of you. Uh, at night, how's the uh, comet? Ah, you cannot tell because, of course, the comet is up. And you have a giant dirigible envelope between you and, and that. That's a good question, though. And um, anyway, so the uh, the uh, ship, you know, in the morning when you wake up, um, you have breakfast waiting for you with the stewards in attendance. And um, the Excobarium Colise is quite obvious in front of you. You'll, you'll be there in a matter of uh, four or five hours. And uh, you can see the uh, mountains, purple mountains there to the uh, southeast on your left side again. Uh, and you know, obviously that that's home mm-hmm. um, in front of you you can uh, see the nigrosaltus the large forest that separates civitas cataracta and somewhere in the distance you can just see a plume of um, spray coming up and you know that that even though you can't see the town that 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 is in fact where civitas cataracta is directly in front of you okay anything you need to do before we come to a full and complete halt don't think so okay yeah, i don't think so either no nope. We'll please put your tray tables in upright and locked position and uh, stow all items for landing. And uh, know that the bins in the overhead compartment uh, objects may have shifted during transport, so open them carefully. And uh, the Coeptus just uh, slowly creeps into Excalbarium Colise and uh, docks at one of the docking poles right down there, uh, right by the uh, sand ships. And it's kind of a neat view. You get to see a, a sand ship pull out and take off, you know, furl sails and, and take off into the uh, mare as you're coming in close there. And pretty soon you find yourselves on the dock at Excolbarium Colise. And the greeting is pretty much similar to what you guys saw last time. Uh, there's a, the, uh, the heads that were on spikes outside the gate um, obviously are a few weeks more decomposed delicious yes um and did you want to do anything in excalbarium colise before you left i don't even know what's in excalbarium colise uh well there's a uh baron who may or may not be your friend um no. why not why don't, why don't we go visit the baron real i quick? don't want to visit the baron real I, quick. I wanna not we sort of don't want to associate don't we have with that. something more pressing than we do the I, this is i'm picking out a character oh no <laughs> no okay don't want to that is a conflict. Okay. Um, I mean, that's just another regime change that we need to handle. Or we already handled it. I think we handled it, considering all the people that died. <laughs> um, okay, then let's just land and make our way up the mountains. Sounds good. 
So uh, you're just gonna? Are you gonna take any stealthy precautions as you sneak through Excalibur, Khalees, or are you just gonna brazenly go through as did, this oddball party? Did the? Uh, do we know if the envoy arrived? Uh, well, he was going to Civitas Cataracta. Oh, we're in Exposed Police. Then, yeah, we'll be stealthy. We're just going to get right. off and go. Let's, let's not, not be walk. stealthy. But let's we're not, not trying to hide. We're just well, trying to draw attention. You guys do kind of stand out, Cotter. Um, it, it's tough to hide a seven-foot-tall dragonborn and the uh, devil boy. Hey, I've got a cloak, boy. man. Yeah. I can just put the hood up. Mm-hmm. Yeah, a with one. Cloak? <laughs> yeah, your cloak mm-hmm. is caught. I have, a slightly well, it's a hooded much. cloak. I mean, yeah. I can put it on. It'll just be sticking Speaking out. The horn doesn't go up this high. It's like there. Okay. I was going to say, do you want to chop that horn off, too? No. Yeah. Okay. I just need a yeah. rock fist, and I'll I be guess good. So. There we go. Yeah, let's. Uh, of course, you do have a sorcerer a... that could disguise the whole lot of you if you wanted to. This is true. You want to do that? You Thanks. might as well. I'd rather avoid conflict. Okay. Great. Everyone gets to choose their own person. Yay. You can even be one foot taller or shorter. A tiefling, but with a tail. <laughs> We're trying to sneak. <laughs> Aren't you that tiefling that was involved in the coup? No, no, no. That tiefling. He didn't have a tail. I, I've got a tail. <laughs> See, I have a tail. Look. And a missing horn. That's it, not oh, it's, it's not the same guy. Totally different guy. guy. I'm just going to kind of picture like one of the random Aaron Page boys, the, their faces and then the his, its eyes. spell disguises physical appearance as well as clothing, armor, weapons, and equipment. You can make each creature seem one foot shorter or taller and appear fat, thin, or in between. You can't change the target's body type. So you must choose a form that has the same basic arrangement of limbs. Otherwise, the extent of the illusion is up to you. The spell lasts for eight hours. Up to you. Yeah. Not us. Well, I will, tell me what you want and poof, you're that. I was just thinking we just turn, like, turn in some of those page boys at Cotter's house. So wait, you, you can make them thinner or fatter, but uh-huh. you can't change their body type? How does that make it's sense? Like, you can't it's give an them an extra arm. Oh, okay. But you okay. can make like, it's change like, their okay. I can make you look like you're 300 pounds, but if someone puts their arms around you, they're going to expect to stop here, but they're going to come to here. Oh, yep. weird. Trippy. And right. if I like, Or the other way around, if I yeah. made him a bean pole. Then they I'm would gonna like look around and see Dragon the most board. undescript person in the street and say, "Make me look like that." Okay, but not exactly like that. But you know, we're gonna look exactly like that. I want to look wanna... exactly like I normally do, except not with drow skin. Yeah. Isn't that what you normally look like, though? I mean, you make I normally I mean, have drow skin. Yeah, if she does makeup. it right, yeah. Yeah, uh, but I mean, yeah. they're I looking just for make a specific look, person. Make me look yeah. beige. The rest sort of, of like you. Cotter, yeah. you know? But I mean. You or I'm gonna make everyone look nondescript. Yeah, there you go. We we will all look beige. Just an (laughs) average group of half elves and humans walking Mm -hmm. through the town. Actually, just humans. Yeah. Yeah. Is this a human town? Yeah. It's a. It's mostly humans with a few half elves and a few gnomes and dwarves. All humans. Let's keep you towards the center. Shrink us down to like. He's he's gonna be just six feet tall. And uh, I'm gonna be five foot. Yeah, if you take a foot off, I'll be five foot like eleven. Yeah, so yeah. Yeah, six feet. Right. That's about fine. six feet. You should be in the center so no one can bump you. Who's not us? Who me? Yeah. All I have to do is watch my headroom. That's it. Oh, but you'll also be a different width. Oh, okay, whatever. As a human. That's fine. I can do that too. Yeah. Just hide you in the center. Okay. We'll just sort of walk through. A little less flashy on the magic items, probably. Is is there any sort of a oh. DC to notice or anything like that? Yes. So. They have to succeed. Probably an intelligence versus your DC, I would imagine. If they were looking, I would. An imagine. intelligence investigation check against me, against us. 
but that's they would so have dumb. to like actively check. Yeah, that's mm-hmm. that'd be like people it's, it's not a passive investigation. Yeah. It's not a passive. It's an They'd intelligence have to be like, check. Hmm, what's yeah. that weird group of humans doing being humans over there? Except for me, I cannot be uh, identified outside of illusion. Actually, do you want to? Oh, that's kind of neat. Wear the hat instead. She's so got it. Oh, you have it. It doesn't matter. Oh it, yeah, it, it, I have the yeah. thing. Why it's circling you. Also, it like. But that lasts eight hours. The circle. It conceals mm-hmm. everything. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Including magic weapons, magic items, anything. Your iron stone, it's there, but it's not there anymore. So someone walks past me and it just like smacks him in the face. They're like, what the fuck? Why is there a bow? I got hit with a bow. (laughs) Make it look like a fishing pole. Okay, let's just go. Come on. We're getting lost in the details. I think we're we're overthinking this now. Never. Wasn't that the fun of the game? Imagine people getting hit in the face with things Mm. that aren't there. With a giant (laughs) staff that just whoosh. Like that's the biggest insect I've ever gotten hit by. <laughs> okay, so you guys uh, get the, off the uh, ship, and uh, when are you doing the transformation in your uh, in your cabins before you go? That makes sense. Uh, yeah, I guess. Okay, and that that gives some strange looks because you know the people on you know aren't used to seeing you like that, but you're able to slip out without raising too many suspicions. Slip out and then slip them a coin. Yeah. Why? Or not. I mean, they they're rich paid. people. They, they don't care. Paid, yeah. and they're, they're trained to not care. <laughs> and uh, you make your way through the, the uh, city there and out the other side. And there is no real entanglements. You guys are able to blend in with the rest of the crowd and uh, just kind of make your way through. And uh, you're on the way up into the mountains. And obviously you guys came in about mid-morning. So you get just into the foothills before the night falls and and you have to uh, stop for the night unless you guys want to keep going up into the the mountains there no not night i'll take first watch i'll take second third mostly so i can summon my horse right now okay i'll take fourth unless you actually sleep this time yep okay okay so first watch give me a perception roll uh for the first five minutes i'm going to summon a horse okay good so you guys, once again, just get laid down. The <laughs> eyes are just about to close. You're feeling pretty good. And all of a sudden, <laughs> <laughs> yeah. shout out. we and gotta teach you about timing, man. <laughs> <laughs> and you guys all sit bolt upright. And yes, there's once again, uh, Cotter's got his horse. Charger. There's a nightlight next to us. Mm-hmm. And my perception was a 12. Okay. And um, so you're, you're more w- worried about curry combing your horse then. And but uh, yeah, nothing nothing comes to bother you in the night. And next, twenty six. Okay, um, and uh, you uh, can't help but notice. You know, you're you guys are once again mostly in the oak forest there. But um, you know, if you're kind of doing a little spin around the camp to make sure everything's copacetic, uh, you get to a spot where there's an opening in the canopy there. And you can't help but notice that the um, comet now occupies a good chunk of the sky. If you hold your fist up to the the, mm-hmm. the sky, it actually appears on both sides of that. So it's actually getting to be pretty substantial. But aside of that, that's about all that happens there. Did the guy say this was normal or he was just watching it too? Remember the guy we talked just to? Just watching it. Yeah. Okay. He he thought that it might have had some portent this time around because it's not in any of the one of the regular cycles. You guys could go when you get back to Port of Magnum, you can go talk to him again though. Oh great. Um, I think he's excited. Kermit the Frog. I'll wake up uh, Arlen. 
have point out the <laughs> I'll point out the the what how much larger the comet has. And, and what was your Where's perception roll? Eight. Eight. So yeah, you're mostly interested in the comet then, and not paying attention to much else going on. But thankfully, That's nothing. Don't do watch. No, no, nothing. Nothing comes to, uh, to eat you guys in the middle of the night. So I think. Yeah. <laughs> you're pretty sure. <laughs> Adri's like unconscious body is getting dragged yeah. into the forest. Been, <laughs> been replaced <laughs> by a black <laughs> dragon. <laughs> it's just four empty bed rolls and, and drag marks. Yeah. <laughs> not hey, good, man. Guys. They, they put saplings in the in them to like make it look like. Mm-hmm. And finally, last roll. 19. Okay. And um, on towards morning, um, you know, there's just enough light that you can actually see kind of like little eyes glinting at you and they blink. And there's probably, first there's one set and then there's like three sets and then there's five. And then they all just kind of go away. So they look like wolf eyes. I think I've encountered wolf eyes before. they, They didn't really. So... Maybe deer or something like that, but Dragonborn. Whatever it was, they were curious about you, but then decided to take off. Okay, and you guys get to head up the hill. Yay! And um, this time, obviously, you guys brought warmer blankets, but it's also uh, getting to be beginnings of fall here, so you guys are much more comfortable than the last time you came up here in the spring. And Craval, after about you know the good portion of the day hiking up the the mountain you start to notice things that you recognize as the uh, being close to home okay and uh whistle down the owl and when he lands i'll just kind of stroke him under his beak and just say home and send him back over okay and um then by the that time you get to the evening you guys have hiked all the way up to the winter valley and um you are obviously a little disappointed in the size of the maize crop. It is uh, definitely stunted this year as it was last year. I mean, you, you would expect, you know, it to be towering at this point in time, and it's only about head height. And the uh, e- corn ears look about about that uh, developed as well. Mm-hmm. So instead of being full of all sorts of nice corn goodness, they're probably about two-thirds of the size they should be. So. Okay, and Disturbing. so yeah, can I get one more round of nightly checks? I'll take one. I'll take third. I'll take four. Another one. <laughs> You're number two. Okay, thanks. I'll sleep. Sounds good. So first, first check. Not twenty. Okay. Finally, that's it for the year. Yeah. <laughs> and oh, and you uh, notice. The sound of people creeping close to camp. Uh, it, it, it sounds too big to be small animals, so you think it's actually people that are creeping mm-hmm. in there. Man. And they're getting closer. I'm going to softly wake everyone up and tell them to get ready. Okay. Is the dagger going off? It is not. Are they close enough for the dagger to go off? They are. They have the best intentions upon Mm. us. (laughs) And they're coming. Are they coming from down? They seem to be coming down the mountain. Yes. Can so we're up now. Everyone is. Everyone's awake. Can I see? I mean, what does it look like? Can I stealth upward toward them? 
Uh, give me a stealth roll. Uh, Jimmy does not like that's okay. <laughs> Twenty three. Okay, so um, are you going to inform the rest of the people? Yeah. Okay, so you say wait here. I'm going to find it's, out what's happening, yes. and um, Craval just kind of melts off into the darkness, and <laughs> so you get um, you get about ten feet forward. And like right in front of you, you hear a couple of voices speaking in Draconic saying, we heard there were lowlanders coming up. They must be right up ahead. Oh, and we all look like humans. No one make a noise. Not anymore, we don't. Okay, do I recognize the voices at all? Um, They seem familiar. Enough that I would call it know by name? Um, You probably couldn't pin it down by name, but I mean, it's, it's, you know, certainly someone that you've heard before. Dude, if you snuck up behind one and shamed them, that would be awesome. That's exactly what I'm about to do. <laughs> okay, I'm going to let them get about five feet closer and just gonna okay. lay, lay the glaive blade across their throat. And it's one of those, um, you know, hilarious moments out of the movies where the uh, guy's like, okay, now let's be absolutely quiet. They've got to be... <laughs> and all of a sudden the glaive and and he just looks up the, the blade at you and he says, war leader. What are you doing here? You have a lot to learn before you get to this status. One of them would be sound travels at night very well. Yes, war leader. Of course, war leader. <laughs> and uh, you guys just hear garf, narf, snarf, snarf, yeah. growl, growl, snarf, snarf, growl. I, I pull the glaive and, and motion down and walk back to the party. And uh, Craval appears out of the trees with about half a dozen... Um, Various young-looking um, dragon forlorn, yeah, dragonborn following them, <laughs> and and they look like they're like twelve in human years. I mean, clearly this is a junior party, and they're looking kind of sheepish. I mean, even with the dragonborn features, they, they kind of a little a little bit uh, a little bit chagrined to have been caught out as as badly as they were, and uh, it's, it's, you know they say. It is you, uh, a war leader. You've returned with all of your party again. I have. Is this okay, out, of, out of character? Is this from my clan, or do I just recognize the clan? This is a mixed group. Just a mixed group? Yeah. Okay. Similar to the the war party that we had yeah. earlier that was testing themselves. They, they, yeah. These were clearly on a trail and heard that there were lowlanders yeah. coming up and and were going to uh, ambush them. Okay. Um, tell him uh yeah we when the sun rises we will continue up the mountain to be come home again what can you tell me of the village uh, um well the village is well um however um uh, and i apologies i don't wish to speak um, speak plainly poorly of your your plans but um the inclusion of lowlanders uh even if they are from the church of nuwata has rankled some folks. It has not gone well. And then this new grain that has appeared. Um, yes, it will keep us from starving, but um, people have not taken to it very well. Are they getting sick? Uh, no, um, it's just... It's yucky. It's, you know, not our way. Um, it's, it, you know, we, we make the, the maize into a mash. We uh, cook the maize. This produces uh, kind of a weird porridge um or something so uh it's not everybody's favorite 
Okay. And the concubine of mine? Oh, your mate. Um, yes, uh, a good mate for a war leader. She is very fearsome. And how Wait, is she what acting? did I miss? Something. And what is she miss? And what is she mm-hmm. acting as? Um, well, uh, you know how when when uh, a female is clutching, she can be somewhat unpredictable. Has she hurt oh, okay. anyone? Um, not since the first one was maimed. No. Everyone is keeping their distance. Okay. Um, she is more fearsome than most females are when they're clutching. As it should be. Okay. Head back quietly and inform them of our impending arrival. Oh, we, we will. We will. I have to let these little landers rest before we come up the rest of the mountain. As is only appropriate. Yes. And they kind of fall over themselves, getting back out of the glade. And it sounds quietly. Rather, it sounds rather like um, someone trying to play a game of pickup sticks while uh, traveling in the woods. <laughs> the inexperience of youth. Good job, Arlen. Thank you. Uh, I believe it is my watch now, or is it not? It's mine, I think. Mm-hmm. Except we're awake now. Everyone's awake. Yeah. Kaval's laying back down. <laughs> I'm to not going back to sleep. Kaval is. He's uh, not, sister. Uh, Dude, seriously? Is that what you were thinking? No, no. I was just, I didn't realize that you guys had like a polygamous culture. It was like, geez. I thought that was pretty well fleshed out. It, it, uh, well, you might ask him about it, but. Um, it, no, he's it, snoring now. It's it's not uh, it's not terribly polygamous. However, if you remember when Obviously the, his he married marriage, his sister, yes, you know yeah, his you, sisters yeah, point out offspring. we can have as many consorts as we desire. You know, obviously being yeah, be, being uh, <laughs> being a situation where you know family members quote unquote marrying right. each other for uh, traditional purposes. This makes sense. Yeah. And nothing else happens on my watch. Uh, nothing more exciting than that. Well, I'm awake now. Just the sound of yakety sacks going my... on in the background as the dragonborn leave. Well, I'm not. Yeah. My watch. Yes. Boop. Thirteen. Okay. And after all that uh, rambunctiousness, there's you know nothing stirs in the uh, woods at all that e- the rest of that evening, <laughs> for as far as you're concerned. All right. Third. Second. Third. Whoa. Third. Math. <laughs> yeah, I know. I forgot. There's fourth. No, there's three. Okay, who's the, who had the third watch? I had the fourth. I had the first. I'm sleeping. No, I had the first. Had the no, first. I had the first because I said. Or was that last night? I got that, that was last, that was last night. night. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, you're up and I'm third. up. Uh, non-natural twenty. Okay, and um, you know, you uh, aside of noticing the the comet again and how pretty it is outside and. How chilly it's getting at night. That's about all. It's it's uh, pretty darn quiet. Apparently, uh, the uh, dragonborn scared all of the anything that might attack you guys away. Or attracted them over to themselves. Yeah. Well, you? yeah. You just hear the sound of shrieking of the dragonborn and being set upon by a yeti. Yeah. Yep. Yeah, there's a small problem with that. Yeah. It's not my problem. Ooh, ouch, ten. Okay, and uh, you're a little bit drowsy, I guess, but you know, luckily nothing uh, comes to bother you in the night, and uh, you get to see a beautiful sunrise through the trees. And uh, you guys are ready to wake everyone up and head up the hill. Yay! So before we go, I have to assemble the group. I say, everyone, in all seriousness, 
Oh, Lord. The water help us. Yes. Maybe. So I said, uh, the night before we reached Porta Magnum, I had two visitations. One was a Lowell, who asked me to abandon my path in exchange for great power. Soon thereafter, Dynek itself appeared and asked me to continue the path of good in exchange for great power. Lowell offered uh, his powers of illusion and offered to make me uh, an undead such as himself so that I could grow power over the years. Well, Dynek had no such, no such offer. He just said, be good. And so I was forced to choose. So you two know Dynek, and I do not know his ways. Lowell's a trickster, so I chose. I chose neither. And I chose my path. But I felt compelled to share that with the, with the party. And I'm not sure that Dynek would come and visit me and, and offer me great, great powers without any, without any, uh, any details. And of course, Aloha had intimated that due to my fiendish nature that that alone made me stand out above the rest of the party as far as deeds and, and someone to be his apprentice. I thought you should know this. That is such a you thing to do. You have two choices. <laughs> Third option. I think not. <laughs> no one really tells me what to do or what to choose. No one tells you. A god or a demigod. Hey, you know, it must be Tuesday. But <laughs> I thought you should know. And I'll say the same thing that Elowal visited me and offered his powers of illusion to make me unassuming and, and not appear as evil in the eyes of everyone on the overworld. And I said no. Just him? Just him. I had a dream about this really interesting food. It's like <laughs> bread with tomato and then like <laughs> cheese on top of that. I don't know what it is, but it sounds really good. No, you chose a Lowell's path, clearly. <laughs> <laughs> well, I don't know about your dream. When I was a young dragonborn, my father was war leader. And I wanted nothing more than to live up to his status and exceed it. This is most young dragonborn. But I wasn't like, I wasn't as well developed yet as most of the other young dragonborns. I was often the, uh, was often the target of their rougher play and they would take great delight in my humiliation here's this great war leader and here's his weakling son and then one day my father grabbed me by the scruff of the neck and told me to come with him and I figured I thought for sure that he would be putting me to meet my ancestors earlier than before it's not unknown to happen and we walked for the better part of a day and he took me to this river and I figured this is where my final spot would be. It's pretty enough. I could, I would stand and be brave and show him in this that I could be brave. And he was silent for a while. And then from his sack, he took out two sticks and bound them together and baited a hook and handed it to me. He said, Ta-da, now we fish. And we sat there and we fished and we caught a lot. And he didn't say much that whole day. Just me and my father. 
And as we were getting ready to go, he looked at me and he says, I know what you were thinking. And he says, one of the hardest lessons to learn without being taught is this. He said, when you go on a path, invariably you'll have options. In this case, we'll say two like you had. Some will look at left and say, not as well trod, but I could do it. And some look at the one that's well torn and said, well, that's easier. I'll just do that. He says, very few ever look for their own path. So that's the mark of the true warrior. Not following, understanding there are paths that can get you there, but yet finding your own and achieving the same thing. I feel you chose wisely. If not for the more difficult reason. I nod. I'll grab my stuff and head up the mountain. Okay, and the rest of you? You're going to join the Dragonborn heading up the hill? Yep. Mm -hmm. Okay. And you guys are heading up there, and within an hour, um, a group of snow owl uh, warriors, male and female, uh, both uh, come down and... uh, they're not making any pretense about hiding. They're, make, they're uh, not being stealthy at all. And uh, when they catch sight of you across one of the uh, larger meadows there, they hail you in Dragonborn. And uh, they, uh, they're almost bounding. They're so happy. And they quickly surround you, Craval. And uh, they even uh, shake hands with the rest of you. And uh, they are, act as honor guard heading up the hill. And within uh, mid-morning, you guys crest the valley that you saw before and are back in the Dragonborn High Vale. And um, you can't help but notice that a few of the tents have been taken down. And, uh, Kraval, you know that uh, within a month, you got, the uh, Dragonborn will have to start descending to the Winter Vale. Uh, it's going to get too cold up here very soon. All right. Um, head to our, where our tent would or should be. Sounds good. And yeah, the snow owls are there. And uh, your sister comes out and greets you and, and gives you a, a very large hug and then a punch in the gut just to say hello. And and she whispers in your ear, we have to do something about your mate. She needs to be made aware of some things, obviously. Uh, she's quite a fearsome warrior i see why you would be attracted to her Hmm. and what do you guys want to do obviously it'll give up a whole tent to you to uh stow your stuff and and stay in the nights i want to stow my stuff and immediately go after the mate okay and she's actually staying in actually take that back i'm gonna ask the, the my sister to one call a council okay two set out an envoy for the druids okay and then three going after the mate very good uh, and she says well i can call a council without any difficulty as for the druids i'm not sure what we can do for you see i send out a hundred warriors they see nothing i send out 10 they don't come back no warriors contact contact the wyvern clan i know they have at least one dragonborn that is in touch with nature use his abilities to send a message through the animals. Ah, there is an idea I had not chanced upon. I will have them do it right away. Yes, he is constantly surrounded by animal companions. It's a little annoying, actually. (laughs) (laughs) It may have seemed that way, but I seem... Well, I'll address this in 
when we have the council. Very good. Um, so I will call the council for this evening. Um, are you going to deal with your uh, mate now? Yes, okay. and then I will deal with the council. Then I will pray for you. May Nuada bless you. Okay. And are you going to bring the whole party over, or are you just going to talk with the... Uh... I'll address them. Um, and I'll just I'll be, speak very plainly, because I don't have time for this room around. So, obviously, I'm expecting a child. And what you may or may not know is it will be that... That's gold, right? Brass. It was brass. It's the brass dragon who cares my, who cares my offspring. The one that laid so eloquently on... You Dominus are not brass? Ship. No, I am bronze. The metals and look the same said to me. Dragon? So or dragon? To, to give you an idea, to, 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 to clarify this, that brass... That was in character. Oh, I got that. Oh, okay. <laughs> Bra the bronze, which I pointed myself, my yes. point to this one, you see some of the green? Brass doesn't have that. Brass is much shinier. So I go to address her. I will not ask you to come along because I don't Did know you what... you say dragon or dragonborn? Dragon. All right. A big one. Wait. The one who we had to uh, entertain and make food for. Yeah. Oh. The big one. Loquax, the brass dragon uh -huh. of the Mare. That one. So it will be an actual dragon? No, she's in dragonborn form. But the child will be a dragon dragonborn? No, the child will be a dragonborn. Be more dragonborny dragonborn. Mm -hmm. Dragony dragonborn. You don't know much about dragons, do you? Mm-mm. I don't know. I've been melted by one twice. Okay. It's not unheard of. Dragons have the ability to change. Some dragons have the ability to change the shape. They will lock themselves into this shape so that they may give an offspring. So the if she turned child, into a bird or something, you'd have like a dragonborn bird baby? No. The dragon, <laughs> in this dragon case, <coughs> the child will be of dragonborn, but will have an innate magic to it. At some point, we'll have to choose whether it wants to stay a dragonborn or revert oh, interesting. to dragon status. I'm gonna, I'm gonna but make once sure the child is locked into dragonborn, the child is dragonborn. It is rumored that this is how the first dragonborn came to be. Oh. So, I go to confront a dragon. I will not ask you to come along because this is my situation. It's a freestanding. With that, I turn and walk away. I start heading toward where I think the maid is. There's only a place you your, your sister says she uh, she's uh, living in the family tent. So did he just uh, say you can come if you want or don't come? Don't come. No, okay. I said it's up to not. you. I'll you go. Want. I don't really I'll go. like dragons I anymore. Think, I think I'm gonna you should go. follow. I'm gonna go. Actually, so, take that back. I will be grabbing you by the shoulder, yeah. bringing you mm -hmm. with me. Yeah. This is a family matter. Uncle. <laughs> Bob's your uncle. <laughs> no, he, Bob's my brother. Yeah. Bob's your brother. Bob's if brother. anything, you know, it will be entertaining. Maybe I can help, or it will be entertaining, or I'll die. Yeah. I'll come to observe at a distance. You'll give one of us the healing potion to fully revive the other yeah, person. I'm gonna frolic. It's up to you guys. I'm seriously. It's totally up to you if you want to be in on this or not. Everyone else is going. Marlin, walking. are you going or not? I'd He's frolicking. Personally, <laughs> I would not like to uh, get anywhere near a dragon. 
Oh, you've been near here before. He's sitting there talking to himself in a tent as we've walked away. <laughs> <laughs> you could go help them with their corn. Yeah, I mean, I, I would actually like to uh, <laughs> yeah. the corn. help I would like people. to see your crops. No, I'm, the uh, corn's <laughs> down in the winter. I want to help them with the Harvest. preparation of the Okay, so you're, you're going to go off to the uh, the grain area? Yeah, show so them how to use the... How to, like, bake bread and, like, oh, make not nice. horrible porridge. Okay. He the knows good a lot stuff. about that. That's yeah. useful. That's yeah. useful. He's actually very kind, yes. Okay. Okay, so we'll get back to you in a minute, Arlen. But let us repair over to the family tent. And um, so uh, you enter the family tent, Creval, and there is Loquax in dragonborn form. And her belly is noticeably distended. And when you come in, she just kind of waddles up to uh, her feet and say, Oh, darling, so good to see you again. It has been so long. That's the one thing I don't like is the voice. I, I like, I love the idea of this, but that voice kills love me. Love everything else about her. Yeah. Just don't talk. Don't, don't say just that don't to talk. her now, you'll die. <laughs> <laughs> and she kind of waddles over to you and throws her arms around your neck. It has been so cold and quiet right here without you. It's turning a little curvity. <laughs> yeah, it is. I am not doing a Miss Piggy. You are out of luck. <laughs> just on that right now. <laughs> okay, I'll give, give her a warm embrace. And I look do her beaker. Back and just touch forehead to forehead with her and like, what is the problem? And, and when you do that, she grabs your hand and pulls it down to her belly. And you notice that there are several large round lumps. Mm. How many do we expect? I count at least six. Excellent. A large brood indeed. Yeah. Is that typical? It's not unusual. Okay. It's a little high. So out of character. Can we ask these questions after we get to the scene? Because <laughs> it'll take us 12 hours. No, that's Adrian just interjecting. Yes. They, okay. Dragonborns, young dragonborns, dragonlings all come from a nest okay. of multiple births. Mm-hmm. Okay. A bunch of eggs. And before you ask, some people debate this because I've actually talked with them. It is the... Dragonborns Just like mammals? with cats... You never know what color you're going to get, but the colors tend to drift toward, they tend to imply their temperament as they get older, and that's when they split off and go to clans. Okay. So, oh. Makes sense. That's cool. Super cool. Very, very likely cool. between a brass and a bronze, you're going to end up with all brass and bronze. Or, or but, a mesh of the two. Yeah. So but technically, technically, in a lot of ways, all dragonborns are related as distant cousins. Yeah. And that's if you get a blue, cool. that's sort of the blue sheep of the family. Well, if, you, if, if you had a red and a, and a gold, they would have rose gold and they all be apple products. Uh, it's po- it is actually possible through genetics. Actually, no, it's not. So, no. You will never get a blue or blue. Yeah. Anyway, back Maybe to you. Gold. So, is this why you have those, like, groups of young dragonborn that Correct. go together because yes. they're born in groups? Uh, yes. They will still remain friends once they find... Cause, um, it's not uncommon. It's not unknown for, a, or say, a red. red to go with a white or a red to go with a bronze. Mm-hmm. It's really what they feel like, but it tends to be more often than not, we've noticed, certain colored scales go with certain colored scales. It has nothing to do with their temperament. It's just where they feel more comfortable. Mm-hmm. All are welcomed. It's like selecting your own Hogwarts house. <laughs> not, it's not unlike that. Yes, it's like a sorting, <laughs> but we are all still our part. We are all still part of one nation. Does the house make the wizard, and does the wizard make the house? Easy, easy, Potter. <laughs> Harriet Potter. <laughs> okay, so know it all. What? <laughs> I cannot do anything about the cold, and it's going to get colder. Do you wish us to move you back to the desert? Oh no, I must clutch here with your family. Then you need to stop giving my family so many problems. You are a fierce warrior. I would not be here with you. It's like. I was not prepared quite for this transformation, and now I am stuck. I am sorry. I, I have been more emotional than I should be. How close are you? 
I will clutch before we hit midwinter. Out of character, how long is that? So you're in August now. So um, she's definitely going to clutch before December. Okay. I will do my best to be here yeah. for when you nest. But please understand that this is your family now. If you cause too many problems, more problems will occur that you do not need to nest handle with. Mm-hmm. And keep another thing you must understand that I may not have made clear last time I was here. There is another, you are in another dragon's territory. Yes. Um, I've been trying to keep a low profile because of that. Um, but know this, once I've clutched, I must return to my home. I know. I've heard the stories. Yes. My desert calls to me. And the children will remain with me. Yes. As, as is the custom. Yes. My sister, the matron mother, looks forward to more bragglings for the debt or for the uh, nation. And they will be very strong, she said, and once again puts the, uh, your hand on her belly. When should I expect you back after their birth for them to make their decision? I will return from time to time. I cannot leave you too far alone. You're so delicious. Mm. <laughs> we shall see. I really wish I stayed with Arlen. <laughs> <laughs> I'm so glad I'm not here. <laughs> You're like, la da da, bread, bread. I think I just threw up on my mouth a little. <laughs> But it's brass colored. The best thing is we can't actually hear this. Yeah, it's all in Dragonborn. (laughs) B or Draconic. No, we hear. (laughs) (laughs) Growl, growl, snarf, 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 growl. You have to do it in the accent. (laughs) Growl, growl, snarf, snarf, snarf. (laughs) You knew that was coming. (laughs) (laughs) Do you have any insulin in those vials? We need some. It's disgusting. (laughs) Stay proud, strong, and brave. Take the help of the family. I promise I will. Aid them, but do not give them any more problems. You need them. Yes. They will be here for you for the entire time, even if I am not. I promise I will. And our children will grow up to be strong and powerful warriors. Indeed. Okay. Okay. And shall we cut over to Arlen? Yes, yes. thanks. <laughs> bread, 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 bread. Are you sitting there really that afraid? No. Okay. It's Look at this beautiful corn. Wow, that, that dragonborn has a great accent. <laughs> it's golden, like my scales. <laughs> okay, so Arlen, you go over there, and um, you know, probably if this had been six months ago, you either would have got a cold shoulder or a spear in the belly. Mm-hmm. Um, but Still might. the white dragon clan I can, that is. I can alter that myself. Bread better yeah. be delicious. But now that he, you have all those protection things, it'll just bounce off. When yeah. Yeah. But um, <laughs> but the uh, but the uh, dragonborn have become somewhat used to having strangers in there. You you see the several um, human and half elven clerics of Nuada that have set up a shrine on the far side of uh, camp. That's pretty obvious. And there's a couple of uh, humans that are actually in the cooking area, apparently ineffectively trying to teach the dragonborn to use wheat as a uh, grain. Mm-hmm. Um, so what are you going to do? First of all, I'm going to like ask what they've tried already. And um, the uh, humans say, well, we've tried to get them to utilize the grain for porridge. And... Um, we have had some success in teaching them to bake bread, uh, but um, their technology is entirely based on uh, getting, you know, being mobile. 
So they have a, a few cast iron pots that they make uh, that they make, would make cornbread from, but obviously that makes for a very difficult uh, setup trying to make real bread. They have no real ovens okay. and no uh, way of making bread per se. We've we've tried to teach them to make kind of a flat bread with it, but the results have been somewhat mixed. Okay. Um. Well. There's a really simple, easy way to not do flatbread because flatbread's kind of very not good, and instead turn it into good bread, pull apart uh, rolls, and it's wonderful. So, um, you take the flat stone and you obviously grind it like this. They'll probably know how to do that from making maize, and then you. And uh, there's actually a couple of uh, dragonborn that are paying attention, and give me a performance roll. Can I bless him from all the way over here? No. Dang. You have to do your Julia Child's voice. No, we had to come Welcome to the French chef. <laughs> Ooh, I'm going to like real quick not do that in tides instead. Okay. <laughs> oh, great. Now you explode. Yeah, and then oh, I'll let, it'll light their fire. Even worse. Just kidding. That's a 13. Okay. So you actually start to pique the interest of a couple of the dragonborn, uh, some of the younger ones. Um, apparently your style and techniques a little different and, and has them interested. And then you take some thyme, which I take out of my uh, component pouch. <laughs> <laughs> and you sprinkle that on and you knead it all up. Hmm. Then you put it in the bottom of the cast iron. Then you want to put some of the logs that you're using for the fire on top and the bottom. So it'll cook like that. And then you wait a couple minutes. And then you take off the lid and bam! Perfect, delicious rolls. Okay, and give me one more performance check there. There you go. 16. Okay, and... I rolled a five. You're like looking at them, they're like... Huh? Mm -hmm. <laughs> so you, you actually have a cadre of some younger, interested dragonborn, and you actually get them to play around with the dough, and one of them says, well, what if we do this? And they take the dough, and they take a flat rock, and they squish it flat, and then they just throw that right on the hot um pot in there and it cooks on one side and they flip it over and it cooks on the other and they've got this really thin round pancake like structure and it's this like cake and and they said we, and then we could and they like ate some meat strips mm -hmm. and some vegetables and they roll it up there and said and we can cook it like this it's delicious and portable yes and you've taught them how to make tortillas yay, yay. and this actually seems to catch on with the group so and English muffins <laughs> no. at the same time. <laughs> Is that what you're trying to make, English muffins? I was trying to make pull-apart, like, the nice yeah. pull-apart dinner loaves. Nice. But tortillas and English muffins are even better. They need to teach them about salsa. Oh, no, they know about salsa, don't they? No, no that's don't a dwarves. Spicy th oh, that's the dwarves who do spicy things. Mm -hmm. That's the dragon You could probably import some of that, you know? Okay, very good. So you uh, you give them a new way to eat the uh, the wheat that seems to be a little bit more interesting, and who knows, might even catch on. And if you get some new herbs, you can add it into it, and it tastes even better. Yeah. They say they don't eat plants. Try like it this one time, and you will you will enjoy it. These are bread eating teeth. Yeah. <laughs> okay, and um, so you guys kind of all meet in the middle after your various successes. And um, the council is set for that evening. Okay. And what are you going to say at the council? So you, you everybody, you know, evening, the bonfires are burning. The uh, 
tent is illuminated with uh, a number of, uh, of brands and braziers. And um, you guys are ushered that way. So what are you going to say? All the matriarchs are there and are expectant as to what you have to say. All right. So I, uh, I look over and I, said, I stand up and I said, would Nadar of the Wyvern clan please come forward? Okay. And um, they uh, reply that Nadar is out on errands, but he has left a message for everybody. And he has sent his animal messengers far and wide trying to contact the druids and they've had no luck in making contact, but they have an idea where the druids are congregating uh, about a day's travel to the east. Hey, we stopped the war. So let's do it again. Okay. Overthrow the forest druids. (laughs) We are in a different time of trials now. Before and as always, we have looked to the mountain to teach us how to be adaptable and to be survivors and fighters. Now a new age is upon us that we must rise to meet a challenge that the lowlands now have for us. Not in terms of raiding, pillaging, and claiming, but in learning new paths for survival. Instead of meeting this challenge... I am hearing word that we are responding as young dragonlings would to not having enough meat to eat. Why is this proud nation falling under such a small onslaught of adaptability when we have thrived before? And one of the uh, red dragons stands up and uh, shouts out, These are not our ways. Our ways have sustained us for many, many generations. Why should we change now? We should just go and take what we want as our forefathers did. That was not our ways then or now. That is the narrow view you have there. Our ways were to become strong. Our ways were to survive, to adapt, to rise to challenges. And when the challenges were met, to meet new challenges. It is the reason we went to the lowlands and we saw a way of to prove ourselves. We kept going. And nay, we almost did conquer the lowlands before we were turned back. However, it was not there just to kill, plunge, and pillage and plunder. It was there to prove our mettle, to show the strength of the Dragonborn Nation and why we should rise up and take claim. Now we are fewer, and I don't understand why we have to have this argument every time this council is called. We have verifiable means of proving our strength and adaptability yet again, yet you seem locked into only one thing, which is destruction, which takes away our attention from the higher threat that we should be preparing for, a fight that would bring glory and honor to the entire Dragonborn Nation, not just a brief bright light that would be snuffed out at once the higher numbers see us. Okay, roll for me persuasion check. Can I bless that? Yes. Great. Get a d4. Technically, that's helping. Can I have advantage? <laughs> just kidding. Did you say yes? Just, just roll straight up with the... Oh, that sucks. Uh, that's a five. <clears throat> Plus... With your d4. Oh, d4. Oh. And can you give yourself another d4? No. I can give Eight. you another d4. You got... Two more. Ten. Ten. Okay, so oh, can I guidance this without having a problem? Um, yeah, you could. You know, Noada, help me. Trade, trade in Noada for that. Fourteen. Okay, so um, you're there's a lot of grumbling, but you can tell that the the group is listening more to you now than they were before, and uh, you hear a voice from uh, the Silver Dragon saying, "War leader of the Snow Owls, what must we do?" 
we must remember our old ways and teach them so they not be forgotten. And then we must add to them. That means learning ways of feeding ourselves that are not the old way, but embrace past present to create a better future. And uh, then a uh, young uh, dragonborn um, that you don't recognize stands up and he's holding what looks like a bread frisbee in his hand. <laughs> and, and he says, it's true. One of the lowlanders taught me to make this. This is a really good way of eating the new grain. And he just like tears a huge hunk out of it. Tortilla. <laughs> and there's just kind of this ripple of uh, of interest that runs across the entire group. And Straight from the children's mouths. Yeah. They can adapt, yet we as grown warriors cannot. This is not our way. And um, roll me another persuasion Take check. Take another d4. Yep. Standing yeah. by. I also am going points. to expend... Uh, hold on. A fourth hold level on. spell 16. slot, so I get six sorcery points hold back. On. Sixteen plus so one is seventeen plus his d four. Twenty one plus my d four for the heck of it. Twenty four. Okay, and at that point in time, everybody's on their fear, feet, cheering aside of a few sullen faces in the back. But by and large, probably 90 percent of the group in the in the tent are cheering at uh, what you had to say. And uh, your sister says, I think we've won them over, my brother and, and my husband. Um, I think we can move forward at this point. But uh, what would we do about the druids? I, I think we've sent the animals out and hopefully they find them before we do. But no one has already, I indicate demon boy, um, has already said what I've already thought of is I think we will go forth to try to meet these druids okay. on peaceful terms and hopefully the animals reach them to w tell them of our request and then we can meet as tenuous allies and not enemies off the top. Okay. And um, obviously you guys finish the council meeting with a lot better feeling and uh, get to uh, back to your tents and head off to bed. And then tomorrow, the next morning, are you going to start striking off in the direction that the animals told you the druids are at? That we've been relayed yet. Uh, before I go to bed, though, I'd like mm. to have a word with Cotter. Okay. Um, like privately, like pull Cotter aside, similar to how my dad did with me mm -hmm. or my father did with me, and just pull him off somewhere we can't be speak. And look at him like, you were still very young. And I understand that I speak to you not as, not as a subordinate, nor do I mean any insult by this. But I have observed you as how you are with your family and how you are with other people. Speaking in small, succinct words is the easiest way to get your point across. But you need to learn to speak from the authority that you have earned. You need to speak and project that you know what you're doing, even if you do not. Because you cannot have someone follow you and respect you if you cannot command that followership and respect by being certain that, well, win, win lose, fail, or success you will be there to lead. When your family speaks to you, speak back at them, but make sure you speak to them in such a manner that they understand that you listened, you processed, and this is what's going to happen. Otherwise, you will get crushed by that giant weight on your shoulders. You are my brother. This is a lesson all war leaders must learn. And even if you never take the title war leader, you will be the leader of your own house. Your mate cannot do it by herself. Yes, that's... I take you fishing, but I don't think you know how. 
I, I probably. <laughs> I chuckle as I do that and give you a nudge, and just, we just keep right. walking for a little while longer. <laughs> Fishing is having the servants come out with their poles while he snacks on cheese. <laughs> we'll just we'll just spend like an hour just kind of chuckling and making fun right away, calling it back to the tent. Okay, and you guys repair back to the tent, and the next morning dawns early, and you grab your packs, and you start heading off to the east, and that's where we're going to stop today. Drew actually put me in quite a situation there at the end when he called for Nadar, who, of course, is also played by Owen, except that Owen already had a character in the scene, so that makes it kind of difficult. Anyway, um, luckily we were able to work around that, but it's kind of difficult when you have multiple characters being played by a single person. Uh, You don't want to end up crossing the streams, as it were. But what's going to happen with the party now? They seem to have quelled the immediate rebellion in the Dragonborn camp and given them a new way to eat their food. But now they got to deal with the druids who are making it difficult for the Dragonborn to complete their work to get their food. So let's see what's going to happen in the next episode. Until then, let us know what you think. Rate us wherever you get your podcasts. Email us at relicofthepastpodcast at gmail.com. Follow us at Relic of the Past on Twitter and Relic of the Past Podcast on Facebook. Articles and artwork are available at poolmedia.podbean.com. And thank you for playing the world that lives inside my head.